0: That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Broads, this episode is brought to you by Relief Band. Listen, last weekend was Halloween weekend, and you may have stayed out late partying or eaten a thousand candy bars or had social anxiety being out at all, all of which personally give me nausea. Gives me nausea (laughs) thinking about all those things. Just thinking about it. And what do we do when we need help with nausea? always. Relief Band.
2: Relief Band is the only FDA cleared anti nausea wristband that's clinically proven to relieve and prevent nausea and vomiting that can be caused by anxiety, migraines, hangover, morning sickness, and so much more. Just pop it on your wrist and it activates a nerve that can calm the sensations of nausea and it seriously works. As
1: the holiday season quickly approaches, there's never been a better time to give the gift of relief and make sure your loved ones are nausea free. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Chatty Broads listeners. If you go
2: to reliefband.com
1: and use promo code Chatty, you're going to receive 20%
2: off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So head to reliefband.com and use promo code chatty for 20% off plus free shipping
1: broads if you are on birth control or want to be on birth control you heard it here first you do not need to go to your doctor for a prescription wait in line at the pharmacy and wash rinse repeat every month there is a much easier way and that's with the pill club the
2: pill club is a simple way to get your birth control prescribed and delivered online they carry over 120 fda approved brands and most brands of birth control are free with insurance or medicaid Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. And the Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free and in discreet packaging.
1: Plus, right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash chatty, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Chatty Broads listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. So cool. Okay, so go to
2: thepillclub.com slash chatty. That's where you can get your uh, first birth control care package, and it will help people in need of affordable birth control. Remember, go to thepillclub.com slash chatty, and you have to use that link in order to um, have the donation made.
1: And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Take my breath away.
2: That's me. That's my. I'm the violins. <laughs>
1: Take my breath. Actually, that's away. like a
2: pretty cool song to play on a uh
1: this like the string viol- quartet. Viol- yeah, it, it was actually stunning, and it's it was cool. a really beautiful moment. In that moment with Michelle and Martin. I was shocked. I feel like every time they do a, any sort of pull away date, that it's always kind of corny, as hell. corny and or fireworks. Yeah. And I was like, a string quartet playing "Take My Breath Away." What did you I guys? Take it.
2: Real quick, what did you guys do for? Um, don't let me go on too far of a tangent with this. What did you guys do for music on your wedding when you like walked down the aisle? Was it like a track or was it live music?
1: I did a track. Okay, um, just to save on the cash. Sure, um, but. I would have loved a string. I, I, The wedding that I went to this past weekend had a little string quartet, and it was absolutely stunning.
2: You might hear Take My Breath Away on a string quartet as I'm walking down the aisle. Girl, I, mean, I would
1: not mind it. What I would like to know is... You had all those worship band friends. They wouldn't play for free?
2: Or you didn't want them to?
1: I think I just... I, maybe we considered it, but I think I just wanted everyone to just sit and chill and... What track did you play? Um, Take My Breath Away? I played... <laughs> I played uh, while people were like, while the rest of the, um, well, the wedding party was walking down, played a Sigur song. And then um, when I was walking down, there's an artist called Matthew Mayfield. Mm -hmm. And he has a beautiful song that I played that I happened to find a little bit before that I was in love with. Cool. Yeah. What do you guys dance to? Green Eyes by Coldplay. That's right. That's right. Which I was like, you know. I like Coldplay but I just I felt so pressured to just I wanted like the right music. Yeah. And I just feel like I botched it a little really? bit, but our DJ did not and we had DJ a, came through. an amazing night full of dancing because the DJ was not playing all the classic wedding songs. The uh, DJ was playing current dancing hits. Love it. And so everyone was just feeling it on the dance floor. Nice. It was so nice. Nice. So nice. Um well, anyway, anyway broads, <laughs> so listen, Hi, we're, hello, howdy, howdy, hello, we are coming earlier than we normally yes. do. Typically, we drop now these episodes on Thursday because of the Tuesday episodes and, and honestly,
2: all that. Yeah, uh, again, we've explained it before, but it's just we I feel like we bring it better when we have a night to sleep on it, arrive fresh in the morning on Wednesday and drop it on Thursday. Very
1: true. And I do like the fact that we have a little more tea. Yes too. Things have happened People have made We've statements seen reactions On the internet Yes We are now recording this Right after we watched it So mm-hmm. we don't have as much of that And I do like being able to s- Soak it in s- Soak in the Soak tea. in the Soak in what's going on And my yeah, you feelings you like soaking Don't you I love to soak <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) Um, all that being said, we're
2: releasing this early just for one week and one week only.
1: Yes. I mean, if anyone wants to hook
2: us up with the screeners.
1: That would be awesome. Go ahead. Great. Send them our way. But as far as. We can drop this shit out 2 (laughs) a.m. Wednesday morning. It would come out, boom, just when you need it. But for now. um, Look, here's what happened.
2: Martin had a little moment. Peter had a moment. Yeah. Will and Peter had a moment.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Rodney had a moment. Mm-hmm. Nate had a number of moments. Yes, he did. And then Jamie was the moment. <laughs> Jamie was The movement. The moment. <laughs> Jamie was the star of this episode. Jamie really worse.
1: was. And you know what's funny is I really don't feel like Jamie had that much screen time. And yet that last 20 minutes, he sure did run away with it. And I was talking about my thoughts and becca you were like i'm saving it for the podcast which i appreciate talk
2: about jamie in general
1: i think we should just talk about straight out the gate let's just let's just talk about it straight out the gate get it out of the let's get it out there i would love to i want to say this before we dive into jamie a little bit of news via bachelor happy hour podcast yeah apparently uh michelle went on it this past week and they were asking her why didn't you um, say anything to the men about the fact that Jamie came to you like why did you not mention his yeah. name and she said that after their date together and their vulnerable conversation together that she really wanted to protect him because she's like I know that if I would have said his name I kind of would have been throwing him out to the wolves a little bit and she felt like they had had a solid enough connection that she didn't want to do that and just wanted to address the situation herself Um, which to me, after then seeing this evening and knowing that then he didn't address anything and just let her have to deal with it all is way more upsetting because it's like she was thinking about protecting him.
2: Well, and he was still doing she was still doing that even at the very end when she called him out, like because I was kind of having a moment actually where I was like, oh, did she need to say that in front of everyone? But then she clarified like I'm sorry for saying that in front of everyone I didn't expect the conversation to turn this way right now let me take you aside and let's complete this conversation so which,
1: was, which I thought was very gracious yeah, because if I'm, if I'm going to be up. real with you if I would have been in Michelle's shoes and I would have found out all that information I would have <sighs> confronted not so calmly in front of everyone and i would have been like get (laughs) i would have had a (laughs) katie moment i would have had my katie bachelorette moment where i'd be like get out of this mansion get out of this hotel lobby which for some reason we're having our rose ceremonies in and the lighting is weird get out of it where the hell are they at the it's i think it's called the renaissance in um indian wells how do you keep up with these names you always know the
2: names of where they're at and i never know well it's like true. you you were like Nemo Colon and I was like who's colon? What? Ah, uh, Nemo Colon. <laughs> During that season. I was like, who the fuck is Nemo?
1: Nemo who? <laughs> colon what? Nemo's colon? Sounds mm,
2: not so appetizing. <laughs> You're like, mm, what was the place in pa- what was the place where they filmed Tasha's
1: season? Oh, come uh, on, Keenta, come on. Oh, Yeah, that um, one was. I was, knew that too. Oh, I forget the name of the actual hotel. <laughs> Truth be told, I know the name of this one because I've stayed there before. Where is it? It's right next to Palm
0: Springs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've been to, like, half of these places. (laughs) No, I've been to all of them. (laughs) You've been to Nima Colon? No. no. Uh I thought
1: you meant the Palm Uh Springs locations. I was like, I think I might have (laughs) stayed in at least 98% of the Palm Springs hotels. Honestly, you should have,
2: uh, there's, like, a number of different travel app, like, opportunities on ig i'll 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 shoot you over one i'm doing a sponsored post with because one of them it's like where you give all of your recommendations of places you've been to and you could have a whole
1: a whole if you page if if anyone wants to know the perfect agenda for palm springs whether it be romance bachelorette parties
2: series of reels
1: i should you know why because i suck at influencing
2: I know this is. I'm giving you content ideas. I know. Thank you. I
1: do, do the, appreciate and, that. And you
2: could do like the best place to go out for a bachelorette party in Palm Springs. I have it all. And rank them and do 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 just
1: do rankings. I have it all. And all you
2: have to do is the little TikTok filter where there's pictures behind you while you're talking.
1: See, you're really really feeding me this this content, and You've, I do appreciate everyone it. Everyone will love it.
2: Best well, family friendly hotels. If like,
1: they need any sort of travel content um, in that way, I can't help. Anywhere else but Palm Springs I've got.
2: It's fine. Everyone has their niche.
1: I'm hoping to become the queen of Palm Springs. I think that was Lisa Vanderpump. And now I'm, I'm um, really trying to get my my foot in the door there. Um, anyway. They're staying at, I believe, the Renaissance. Um, and I don't know why they're doing the rose ceremony in that lobby.
2: Just the yellow overhead.
1: If there's no vibe to it. I feel like there's plenty of space in that. In that hotel. It's a large hotel. Wait, wait, wait. Why aren't they recording
2: in the mansion? They're going all over the place for the dates anyway. They're going to Joshua Tree. They're going to random hangers.
1: they it's normal Bachelor. Why the hell aren't they just in LA at the mansion? I don't know. I know that Clayton's season is going to be in Back. the mansion.
2: Honestly, I'm happy to hear that. I but yeah, I don't get
1: why why aren't they? I'm not sure, but what I'm really, really not sure about is, the, is why they film every single scene in that lobby because it's a large hotel yeah. and there are plenty of conference rooms that they could use and really deck out. Totally. I don't get it at all. I truly don't. Anyway. anyway. So, Jamie.
2: Yeah. Where to even begin? Jamie, Jamie, Jamie.
1: Well, where I'd like to begin, which is... Just the overall attitude of Jamie on this episode in general. I mean,
2: we come out the gate talking sort of about like where things left off in the last Mm -hmm. episode, which was with Jamie. Yes. But we don't really truly get back into him
1: until.
2: uh, Well, he has a moment with the spoken word.
1: Yes. So while they were doing the spoken word. Or well, he think, he, I don't
2: know. He's trying to do his version of the alchemist or something like
1: I'm unsure what happened. He said that he forgot or he lost his notebook that they probably took like 10 steps away. He
2: probably was like started writing down the spoken word in the notebook while the producers were watching and then was just like threw it in a bush. <laughs> I was like, well, forget that. This
1: garbage. <laughs> don't need it. Spoken word who? I've written a story or a parable as everyone's calling it. I've written a parable <laughs> many moons ago. And I have it memorized, and this will really speak to everyone. That was a rough moment, especially considering um, because everyone like really brought it. We're going to talk about that,
2: but yeah, just had to talk about Jamie in that moment. Yeah,
1: so Jamie, then I mean, he it, it was just it just felt really. Like, what you've mentioned, you mentioned in the last episode, and you mentioned this when we were watching it together, that everything very much seems to be revolved around Jamie. And I don't know how to put it, but there was something about him, well, just blatantly. He didn't address Michelle. It was supposed to be, like, a vulnerable poem mm-hmm. to her. He didn't even address her in it. It wasn't about her. It was just his moment on stage. Totally.
2: Yeah. And then later on, when they sit down and talk...
1: Mm -hmm. He didn't
2: say anything wrong, per se. And he was like, oh, and you're talking about your experiences, like really remind me of mine. Mm -hmm. But again, there was no like, there wasn't that I noticed even an acknowledgement of like, thank you for your vulnerability. You're taking the time to share that. It was just like, oh my God. And here's my experiences. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. There wasn't, there's no back and forth. It's just very much Jamie. And then he has a moment where, to me of everything in this episode was really jarring as a viewer when he at the end of that um evening portion of the date asked to pull a producer aside because he needed to talk and he said that this is after then brandon gets the group date rose that
2: he's like i'm really competing with dudes like brandon
1: yes and then he's like, it's embarrassing. Like, where did you find these guys? I have to wait this out for six weeks. I mean, as let me just say this. I saw on IG that there was a lot of comments going where people were commenting on his post saying, why did you lie to Michelle? And then he was commenting back saying things like, you know, editing and I can't talk and you're not seeing everything. I'm like, well, we saw that. And that's a very true testament of your character. And I know what we saw last week and what it looked like. And I know the power of editing can be huge, even though there were a lot of just like him sitting down and blatantly saying things to Michelle and blatantly saying to the guys that I'm like, I don't know how you square that up. But
2: well, yeah, and you see that in the way the guys confront him tonight, right? It's like, it's very clear what's going on.
1: Very clear. But when he is having that, off-camera moment with the producer. Yeah. And basically just saying that these guys are pathetic in his mind. That's very telling of character. But then you made a comment. What
2: What was the thing that, that he... So he was saying like, oh, like, what's... It? Now you're going all spring break. And so your immediate thought when you're watching it yeah. is sort of like, oh, is he talking about... Like, oh my God, is he like slut shaming Michelle or something? Like, yeah. Like, like girls gone wild? Like, is that what he's insinuating when he's talking about the spring break shit? But I was like, I, I, it's, you do have to be careful and listen to those things and be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. What, listen to what he's actually saying in that moment. It's totally possible he was talking about like someone's shirt that they were wearing, right? Right. I mean, look, Will and (laughs) Peter we dressing like they were at spring break last week. They really were. You know, and they were, a, like <laughs> roast, <right? laughs> they were acting like it. That would be a fair roast, They were acting like it. And so that's one of those things where it's like, who knows? Like, like he he could have witnessed the, uh, the way that they were acting. Some of the dudes and being super mature and like kind of going off on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like like the brand like the Brandon comment is not right. But even like when he's talking about all the other dudes being pathetic, I mean, even then he could be talking about like beef in the house. So there's like, I don't know, I'm like some of it you got to be a little wary of. Sure. And I don't know, dude, I got to just say, even after all of that, I just feel, even after everything in that episode, I just feel bad for him. Really? I just feel bad for him because he, like, and especially with his, okay, his upbringing and all that stuff, it's not an excuse, but I feel bad for him because I'm like, oh, man, like, You know, everyone's all about saying how everyone's a narcissist these days. You know, Mm -hmm. that's really everyone's favorite thing. You know, like, they're a narcissist, they're a narcissist. But, like, a narcissist is usually born from someone being extremely deprived of the emotional, their emotional needs as, like, a child. And so now what a narcissist has to do is try and pull, like, validation in any way they can possibly suck out of other people because they're deep down, like, so insecure and Mm -hmm. just needing someone to show them like attention that they that they never got the way they mm-hmm. needed and granted those people really need to take the time to like heal and go through therapy and all that and some people just don't choose choose willingly not to go down that road and route. And it seems like uh jamie has the we can assume i don't know with the way he's talked about his career and him being on the show that he has the access and all those things to get help that would probably aid him mm-hmm and it seems like on Instagram he's just been like deflecting, deflecting, like oh, we'll pray for all these other
1: folks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm just like, oh, he just really comes off as like a uh, a lost soul, lost in his ego and insecurity. And for that, I I pity him. I yeah, do. Yeah, you know, really what it comes down to.
1: It was interesting that you say that too, because um, when Rick was talking to Michelle and. She he then hears that it was Jamie who brought up everything. I thought it was very interesting that the first thing Rick said is that he's a little bit like in shock and blindsided because Jamie seems like the type of person who would be open about that. Mm. I think we talked about it last week where I was like, Jamie has like presents as like this, I don't care. She, if she's right for me, she's right for me. I'll say what I'm gonna say. I'm not worried about it. But at the end of the day, when all of a sudden the spotlight was on him and the guys were like, Who did it? And then he shrunk. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And it was interesting then that Rick was just like, Oh, well, he seems like he'd be the type of guy who would absolutely say something. Yeah. And then even in then the confrontation with the guys, like you were saying it was deflect, 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 and yeah. like what was the question again? And this isn't constructive. And it was so it was just like a it was just a very
2: immature child just kind of like panic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like there was just I don't know. It's just disappointing to see it's it's disappointing to see like grown men act the way that they were acting like with Peter and everything too. I'm just like, "Dude, y'all are stuck in your like 11-year-old to 14-year-old
1: selves." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You should not be dating anyone. It's time to date yourself. (laughs) It's It's time time to date yourself. To touch into that inner child. Do some healing work. Yeah, there were definitely some moments with some of these men this episode where it was like, oh, wow, there, there is a lot of work that needs to be done. And like, no shade. Same. You know, we're all works in progress. But my goodness. Now, on the flip side, there were some men who were. We were really getting to know this episode. And I will say in general. In general, yes. minus Jamie and um Peter and Will so far. Will though even was able to eventually yes, was. pull back. He had a moment of growth, and I'm
2: proud of Will. I dare I say Nate encouraged him in that to, to have that moment of growth. Broads. Nate this episode. Where Nate and Brandon stands.
1: If we had, we had some serious, I mean, I liked Nate, but we had some serious, serious turning moments this episode because his character showed in a really good way. I like time after time, Nate was, I mean, he was just so able to step out of I mean, I don't don't know. You know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to have all these cameras in you, not getting around you, not getting a lot of sleep, all the drama, not being able to have time with Michelle. And every single time that there was a a situation that was confronted, Nate was able to step in and kind of be like, no, I think and, and offer like really wise words.
2: It was like we saw a tale of two men. This episode. It was. There was the immaturity and there, there was the integrity. There was the there was the reactivity and triggeredness that we were witnessing. And then there was true management of emotions yes. and reactions. Yes. And in a very healthy way from what we saw.
1: I was just like just very very impressed and I I'm trying to dig into the crevices of my mind but I'm like I don't know if we've ever seen anyone on this show that many times in one episode handle the situation like Nate did. Yeah,
2: let's walk through the moments in
1: which he handled the situation
2: let's as well. Let's walk
1: through it. Let's give this man <laughs> let's give this man his credit. Right. But first, let's take a quick pause. Sounds good. So, Broads listen, I'm a sucker for a good old mobile game. I was the champion of some of your faves for a while, but after a while some of those games got really boring. We can all admit that it's only fun for about two levels but now after all this time, I have found finally found my match. the one game that has kept me entertained through hundreds of levels and months of play. I'm talking about best fiends, baby. Best fiends is
2: the most superior puzzle game on the market. Without a doubt, you get to play through an actual storyline and you collect little fiends as you make your way through the game and solve the puzzles. And it's actually really challenging and it keeps my brain engaged while I play. And the thing I never liked about online games is a lot of them feel like you have to play a ton to really understand Mm -hmm. what's going on. Or you feel like you have to get good enough to progress through the game and like invest. Yeah, just like invest a ton of time in it. But with Best Fiends, you can play for five minutes or five hours and you'll have just as much fun.
1: Very true. And if you find yourself playing a lot, which I am very guilty of because it's impossible to put down once you start playing. uh, Well, no worries, because the team at Best Fiends is adding new levels all the time. So you'll never run out of things to explore or puzzles to solve personally love to play best fiends if i'm stuck in the passenger seat in traffic or uh, if i need a break between work calls it's a great way to break up the day and give your brain a little rest also
2: can you use it without service that's correct yeah great Mm -hmm. for planes fantastic download best fiends free today on the app store
1: or google play that's friends without the r best fiends uh, Broads, because we love you, we are about to make your holiday shopping so much easier. If you have parents or grandparents that are notoriously difficult to shop for and every year you do the dance of asking them what they want only to be met with, I already have everything I want, which is not a helpful answer, by the way, <laughs> uh, skip the panic and go straight to Framebridge. It's the one thing that is guaranteed to be a hit this holiday season. We promise. I am
2: so obsessed with Framebridge. I'm so into, by the way, check out their gallery walls. Um, where you can they have like pre-selected frames and you can just put in the photos and it'll like give you the perfect setup of frames for like whatever wall you need to fill it's Awesome. Their design team is great. Anyway, FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to custom frame everything that matters without ever leaving the house. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting on your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. And all you have to do is upload your photos on framebridge.com or send in your physical items to their team of experts. And then you can review your pieces online in dozens of frame styles and, uh, and my favorite, the gallery wall layouts. And you can pick your favorites.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've made, uh, And after you've made your choice, the team at Framebridge will get back to work framing your pieces and deliver them right to your door for free, ready to be hung. I'm telling you, this is the easiest thing I've done, and the results are So beautiful in the house. And yes, my parents are getting lots of family photos for Christmas this year. Uh, I mean, honestly, what grandparent or parent, you know, doesn't want frame photos of the grandkids? It's just a no-brainer. Get started today and frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to
2: framebridge.com and use promo code chattybrods to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code chattybrods, framebridge.com, framebridge.com, promo code Chetty Brots.
1: Okay. So, first and foremost, we saw Nate uh, diffusing really the whole Pete and Will situation because the Pete and Will situation was about to really get out of hand. I mean, we saw the two of them doing exactly what they did last time. Somehow they're sitting there arguing over each other, and you can't understand a word anyone's oh saying. My God. And then, uh, what, what, or but, did I say Nate? Peter and Will. Peter and Will. Peter and Will.
2: Yeah, the way that they, like, argue over each other, too, like, <laughs> in just this chaotic fashion is, like, again, it's like, are you siblings on the car right now? I mean, maybe they
1: just love each other deep down.
2: <laughs> guess so. When they were going back and forth with their little like little insults, their little jabs.
1: I literally have no idea how they can insult the other person with because, first of all, that, but also, how do they even hear what the other person's saying? they're talking over each other the whole time I'm trying to keep it track and I can't it so
2: ridiculous they're like you're a clown and you're like no the only reason that you're a clown is because you wear a red nose and <laughs> you know and then he'd be like the only red nose around here is you
1: because you work with pizza sauce pizza boy
2: oh, oh you, you wouldn't be you- laughing
1: at pizza boy if you were making the money I was making with pizza and then he's like money money doesn't develop character and he's like but it <laughs> develops class and I was like ew I was like ew no thank you Peter Big ew. <laughs> oh my god! And, and,
2: and no, so I think Nate, I think Nate helped after Peter threw Will's jacket. Yes. Yeah, so
1: at while they were arguing, we had a nice tight zoom in shot of Nate. Oh my god! Just sitting there, just like just exhausted with was what like, was oh. going on, trying to probably de- decipher what was being said. Um. But uh, yeah. Then when Peter then just took it to the next level and while Will was gone takes the jacket which you know Peter was so butthurt hurt about the fact that he got that jacket because we saw how excited Peter was during that top gun date Peter was Do you almost to say top gear? <laughs> top gear date. <laughs> the top the top gun date he was living for. He saw those men and he was like those are my heroes. I can't believe they're here. <laughs> My life is changing it's, it's, it's them It's really really them <laughs> He was very excited And I believe Have you he did ever it. seen Top Gun? I mean the I, original I haven't I But haven't I didn't even that. I didn't know that there was a new movie I mean that, that whole day was a promo For the new the mo- yes. the new movie And yes. those men were fantastic Though uh, I anyway. do have to say um, But He was so excited about it that I feel like he didn't give a shit about Michelle. He was just really, really tweaked that Will got the jacket, and he didn't because he wanted the pat on the back. He wanted to drive that vintage Top Gun car. Um,
2: Peter wearing around that jacket and then throwing it in the pool just... Like, I remember in junior high, like, when my friend's boyfriend cheated on her and she like took his sweatshirt from his bag in the hall you know because everyone's shit was just hanging out in the hall of course and then was wearing the sweatshirt around and then you know like we like threw it in the bushes and like threw dirt on it and we're and like, like That'll get him, him. <laughs> you know <Huh>. yeah. <laughs> don't cheat on my friend again we're, we're gonna put dirt on your sweatshirt that can totally be washed and dried oh, and then poor Will you know he was
1: devastated absolutely devastated he we're also did. The, the, the,
2: the sleep deprivation, as you're saying, at yes.
1: especially like this episode, third episode, peak sleep deprivation. Really? Peak. Okay. Peak. That's an interesting thing to note. Yeah,
2: because you haven't done any traveling or. It's, it's interesting. I've, this season, I know they're still not the back at the mansion, but it just feels like way more regular. Yes. Okay, so I think we haven't seen as much of the sleep deprivation in the past seasons because if you're doing all of your dates on a hotel grounds, how much preparations can you really do? How much time can you really kill? Very true. Now what's happening on a normal-ish season right around this time, especially third episode, you've already had... It's after the first round of group dates and one-on-ones, right? Yeah. You probably had like three or four dates going into it. Yes. So what you've had is you've had night one when you're up until eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh God, it heaven! <laughs> then How after that, it? yeah. Then after that, you have like the first group date. Usually the group dates, especially because on the first few dates, you have so many people. Mm-hmm. So to get through the group dates, everyone has to have one-on-one time with the lead. Everyone has to have ITM moments. So those dates, those first couple group dates go until four or five o'clock in the morning easily
1: that's terrible
2: then on the day after right immediately after that the lead i mean it's the worst for the lead because then she has to be ready by about 10 a.m or 9 a.m depending on the date you know to get in a car and drive to joshua tree for her date you know or whatever with this guy then they have their evening portion they have to go to a hotel get ready for the evening portion of the date they're probably not out of that date until two or three o'clock in the morning you have to be ready at 8 a.m. the day after for the next group date. And even when someone else is on the one-on-one, they keep you all awake to be doing ITMs about, like, what is Jamie doing on the date right now? And then they want to see your reaction when he gets home. And, like, the same with the group dates. you want They want you to stay up to get the rea- see the reaction of who comes home with the group date, Rose. So, like, you'll try to sneak away to bed and someone will go wake you up. Be like, get out there. Like, you know, Jamie's about to get home.
1: I feel legitimately sick hearing that schedule. It's Like, horrible. I feel, you know, how when you feel super, super, like, nauseous and ill because yeah. of sleep def- deprivation? Oh, I mean, yeah. I feel it in my body. And
2: then pre-rose ceremony, they get you up at, like, early in the morning, like, 7, because, because they only have, like, a certain number of camera setups.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You have to get through everyone's pre-rose ceremony and pre-cocktail party ITMs that day. So, you have to get up at, like, 7, and they have you all slated, like, everyone be ready in your outfits for... The cocktail party that's in like 12 to 13 hours what yeah so it'll be like jess well it's kind of they would be in waves but they still kind of make everyone get up and start getting ready but then it's like jess your itm for the cocktail party is going to be at like nine o'clock in the morning like mine might be at 2 p.m you know or whatever and it says there's 20 20 people 12 15
1: people however many It takes all goddamn day. And honestly, what would really, really just destroy me about it is the fact that I know that it's very likely that my none of my ITMs will be shown. Absolutely. Or maybe like my voice in the background will be the only thing before I get cut. Absolutely. That's devastating.
2: Yeah. And also you have to sit, especially for the girls, you have to be sitting around in your makeup and hair and dress kind of like uncomfortably all day. Oh, my God. And then you're kind of trying to nap, but you don't want to like fuck shit up. You know, it's just
1: I feel like if I was on the show, I would always every single ITM of mine. You'd see like a giant pillow mark down my face Totally, (laughs) just through my makeup because I was like, listen, Corinne didn't do a lot of things right. Well, I'll note that. But the sleeping thing. But they let her.
2: So I was always trying to sneak off. We were always trying to sneak off. Like, can I do this? Always trying to sneak off and sleep, like legitimately sneak off. Like, okay, like everyone's kind of downstairs, staying up for everyone to get home for the group date. Like, try and tiptoe up (laughs) the stairs, like into the room, hide under the blanket, and then like a handler would come find you and be like, "You need to get up."
1: The thing with Will too is it was like he he seemed so exhausted of fighting with Peter. It was like, I'm already so tired. but Yeah. And now, but he, I mean, he was, they were going back and forth moments ago, but then it was like that moment was like, I'm so done. And then I, I would imagine probably what happened if I would put myself in that situation, if I would allow myself to argue that much with someone on camera, that all of a sudden when I sit down, I see that he's thrown my, or I hear that he's thrown my jacket in the pool. What would make me cry Is what the other guy said. When they were kind of like, or when Nate goes and had his moment. So here's Nate's moment, right? Where all of a sudden he goes, hey, you know what would be the best thing is if you were the bigger guy. Just
2: don't say anything when he comes
1: in. Don't say anything. But Nate gave him (sighs) such good advice. He was like, just
2: don't even engage. You're going to be the bigger guy.
1: Don't engage. And then when Peter comes back and Peter tries to pull this. Wow, everyone, Michelle sweeps me off my feet. Absolutely can't believe our connection. And they go, stop. Don't even. Why the hell? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? And then he's just, he did not receive it like Will received it. And he was ready to go back into the ring with Will. But then Will took Nate's advice and came back and didn't say a word.
2: And like you said, uh, I don't remember if we were recording or not tonight. When you said it, but you were like, all of the guys, though, didn't, like, dogpile when they totally could have just, like, let's get Peter. So they were just all, like, stop. Not
1: not only did they not do that then, they didn't really do that that much with Jamie. True. like True. I mean, the way they did was totally fair. Everyone was so calm. Yeah. In their, like, they were disagreeing and they were confronting him. But it was all done in such a calm way. I was... I was truly blown away.
2: It was very fair the way they handled with Jamie. So that was so that was very Nate's fair. moment with um. That was Nate's moment with Will, mm-hmm. and then he had another moment. Oh, I know what it was. Nate was with the guys, and the guys were talking about Jamie, and he was like, yes. "No, no, no, no." no. Yeah, was basically just like, "Bring him up here. Let's let's confront this kind of like head on."
1: And it was so interesting before that happened and Rick and Casey were talking after Rick spoke to Michelle and you just see Nate fiddling with the wine glass, not saying anything. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear. Again, this was a character thing. He was uncomfortable with the fact that they were having this conversation about another person without having the person in the room. And then he's like, and he goes, I don't want to be that guy. Let's just, let's just. Integrity. Integrity. Integrity.
2: (laughs) I want to be more like that. (laughs)
1: Me too. And then when he did confront Jamie, that's what I'm saying. He
2: was super fair with it. Like he wasn't like trying to like back him into a wall. He was just like, dude,
1: what's going on? When he had that convo, when Nate and the two other guys had that convo with Jamie, and Jamie then starts throwing out that like he didn't he didn't um doesn't have any specific names that he could give them about who was talking about it because he wasn't part of it. Lies, okay. The lies we're continuing, and then he starts talking about that he wanted to be preventative and protect Michelle from the people at home. And Nate's going, "What The F- viewers? Yep. <laughs> people at home? Are you talking about the, the to viewers? viewers?" And I was like, I'm "Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> I can see you." <laughs> Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm here. That's how I felt when the when the Top Gun guys were giving nicknames. You and I were like, give me a nickname. Judge me and give me a nickname off of first appearance. (laughs) I want to know what you think. I want to be seen.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. I'm wearing a plaid shirt called (laughs) Plady. Platty Daddy!
1: I got two nose rings. Hoops. <laughs> Call me double hoops. <laughs> oh my God. Did I, did I tell you that I have alopecia? <laughs> Call me little Al. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm crying. Dude, they slayed those nicknames. They came out of nowhere and they just boom, 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 tips, boom. Frosty. Rick, you came in at a table?
2: Tabletop. You make pizzas? Doughboy. I'm like, whoa, whoa, guy.
1: Will? Will Little Willie. I was like, wow, he really got shafted on that one. <laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Anywho... He- <laughs> Um, Nate <laughs> really acknowledged us. Yes, he really yes. acknowledged and he was just us. Like, Bro, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, "He goes, why the fuck are we talking about the episode? Why the fuck are we talking about the episode?" I'm asking. And, and about meanwhile, what Jamie's like, "You just don't get it."
2: <laughs> Jamie starts doing this like, "Oh, you just don't get in the show." Jamie's like, like, "What,
1: my guy? Call me in a couple months <laughs> when the Instagram comes knocking." The DMs feel a little more real than what's happening on screen. So you will be invested <laughs> oh in the viewers. But then Ugh. when Nate, this was my favorite part of the con- uh, confrontation is when Nate looked at Jamie and asked the perfect question. And he even he didn't even ask it with like a chip on his shoulder. He just said, are you threatened by Joe? Oh,
2: my God. That was maybe one of my favorite moments of the episode where he's just like, it was just like, you know, he wasn't being petty. That's what he I'm saying. Wasn't, he wasn't being, yeah, like you said, he didn't have a chip on his shoulder. He was literally just like, it was literally, he was just like, oh,
1: it's like, oh, dude,
2: I, I see what's going on. Yeah. You,
1: you feel threatened by him. That's okay. You're threatened by Joe, though. That's what happened. It and was dude, just like, Who, d- 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 who's Joe? <laughs> Joe, who Who are you talking about? Is there a guy named Joe here? (laughs) He's just like, what? He's a grocery store Joe from episode one of Becca Kufrin's season. Season 20, season 15 of The Bachelorette. I'm absolutely not threatened by him. He seems like a nice guy. I'm sure we'll get along, you know. (laughs) On the beach.
2: (laughs) If I I were to end up there, (laughs) which I will, have I not?
1: Michelle's heart in six weeks. (sighs) That was the crowning Nate moment.
2: Yeah, and he was just like, oh, no. So, like, you're you're insecure about it. You feel threatened. Yes. You feel threatened.
1: And then Nate just continued to get better because once they had the converta- confrontation in the small group and then brought it to the big group and then Michelle came, the expressions that Nate was delivering standing right behind Jamie, 10 out
2: of 10. I liked it because he was just being direct and he was being confrontational, but he wasn't being a bully at all. No. And, like, you do sometimes see that you know where it's like sure you're having fun watching them kind of like pin this person around but like you, you're like oh this person's like intentionally ganging up on this person
1: yeah like an Aaron situation yeah or even more subtle ways though
2: like i'm trying to think of in past seasons there was just some other guys in past seasons where you know they were trying to like i don't know like trying to I, for some reason, I just did not get the vibe that Nate was trying to, like, win any argument. He no. was just
1: like, why is there bullshit going on? Can you cut the bullshit with us, please? Well, all we've seen of Nate in the past uh, two episodes before this is that he has very clearly stayed out of everything. In every scene, yeah. when everyone's arguing, Nate is in the background just sitting quietly. Yeah. And is just observing what's going on and is not, you know, part of anything. But in this, in this episode, we see him becoming part of it by offering great advice to will by trying to diffuse the situation with peter and say some wise words and then being a stand-up guy by saying i don't want to talk about jamie behind his back let's have this conversation and then confronting jamie but doing it in a really mature way yeah yeah so i'm here for it yeah
2: i'm here for it too i i enjoy it god nate and so nate got the first impression rose and he also got first kiss he also got first kiss. He hasn't gotten anything since. Anything
1: in particular? I don't think so. Joe's gotten I mean, first have...
2: rose a couple times. Yes. And then Brandon's gotten two group date roses. So to me, those are, my, those are the top three, baby.
1: Definitely seems like those three are the shining ones right now.
2: They're doing... I think she and Nate are going to take it all the way. I really do.
1: There's a clear chemistry between them. But she and
2: Brandon are... Which we'll get to that. But anyway, Nate... I loved that love that
1: moment of him for him now we see nate next week in the preview for this episode coming up becca can we all just if you're at home if you're driving keep your hands on the wheel but a, a clap for our queen who predicted Prophet. the prophetess from night one that chris s would be the villain who would the slow burn villain that would ultimately probably be the biggest villain of them all. And thank you. <laughs>
2: thank you, Jessica, for your acknowledgement. I just wanted to say a quick word and thank you for this award. I'd like to thank the
1: Academy for this honor. Yeah, I was right. I mean, I am quite impressed because you really did pull that one out of pure prophecy because we didn't see lots of clips of Chris and you just felt it in your bones Jess I'm
2: not gonna lie to you when I saw that preview I didn't know who that man was I didn't remember that his <laughs> name was Chris and so I was just like oh shit some shit is going down next week you're like literally showed up I literally, know I <laughs> <laughs> was just like oh fuck it's going down and then you were like you called that and then I had to pretend real quick like I knew who he was and I was like I called that you're like of course I called it yes <laughs> I did I I straight up did not even, like, put two and two together that I was like, I bet that guy's going to be the villain.
1: I mean, you called it, called it.
2: That I'm just in my flow, you know? I'm, I'm just in the flow <laughs> state. I'm just moving with the intuition. Just, and just
1: moving through the episodes, just, just acknowledging, acknowledging what, what you see. <laughs>
2: my eyes are just like... Mm, just the rose is just flowing. But, yeah, that shit looks like it's going to be crazy. It literally looks like... I mean, Nate,
1: talk about i mean i don't know the, the previews look crazy i mean i truly after seeing how nate has been for the past three episodes hell is chris i'm like do? chris is gonna do some wild shit because for nate to get to that point he's got to be saying
2: some wild shit about michelle or something right
1: maybe he comes for nate directly maybe he questions nate's character And he starts putting that putting that in Michelle's mind, because, again, we see we know the clear front runners. And I'm sure at this point the house sees it as well, that it's Joe and Nate. I don't know. Well, no, the house would probably see that it's Brandon, too, because Brandon's got both gotten both group date roses. And then aside from that, Jamie seemed to be to be clearing it pretty far ahead of the other guys, too. But now Jamie's gone. So it's like, what are the guys left to do who are maybe falling behind, a.k.a. we haven't seen Chris at all? Mr. Shorts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. And I am actually extremely excited because we don't... I'm excited to see what this guy does because we know literally zero about him. So I'm like, how does this man even... Well, except he got the good guy package, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. He did.
2: What what was was good about him
1: again? Well, he just got the good guy package in the sense that like they gave him a extra long package at the front. And he was very much like, I love health. I love wealth. And I love my mom. And she's I I was also a basketball player. And she's, I think, I don't know what she does if she was a teacher or something. And it was it was, you know, you thought that it was going to be front runner energy. He's got this long intro. Yeah, it's all nice guy. But it's crazy because. We know nothing of him. And I'm like, how does this man move through the world? I'm excited to see him get into some shit because I know nothing of him. Looking forward to it. Speaking of no one, we... Someone you have seen none of. Clayton. Quick question. What the heck is going on?
2: I mean... mean, Look... The first three episodes do tend to show a lot of people that are fairly inconsequential and then people who are like really important. You know what I mean?
1: But not only have we not seen Clayton, we had one moment with him in this episode and it was he was just awkward spinning her. Becca, they spun dude circle and he seems really shy. He seems like
2: they are trying to cast like Tim Tebow and they settled on Clayton.
1: Correct. I just don't understand. I don't un- Okay. I just don't understand how they're going to take us from whatever energy this is to lead energy. A little bit of tea is that Pilot Pete was um, having a, a a conversation on his podcast and he made a comment. How that- is it? His podcast? Yeah. I haven't listened to it. Okay. I just heard little clips. Okay. okay, okay. But it sounds pretty good okay. actually. Okay. Would love to have a nice little chat with. With Pilot P. As would I. Um, But apparently he's gotten to know a few of the women who were on Clayton's season. And he was like, I can't talk about it because I promised them I wouldn't. Duh, 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 duh. But let's just say he's like, I know some shit. And then Dustin, um, who uh, he has this, the podcast yeah. with, was like, Let's just say it sounds like they probably have another bachelor right afterwards because this one was boring or it's just gonna suck. Or it just alluded to it not doing well. Sure,
2: but none of the girls on the season know that. It's like,
1: that's why I'm like, maybe I hurt, like, I translated it the wrong way. Yeah. And what they were saying is like, there's some shit that's gonna go down. Yeah, like it
2: might be like an Ari, you know, types or like, you know, some some sort of situation where or like Matt, where it just kind of like implores. Like it implodes. doesn't go well. Yeah. Like not like it's boring. Like maybe it goes. Maybe we'll south. have
1: maybe we'll have a short season. Maybe we'll have a runner. Maybe we'll maybe have. Maybe Clayton's gonna be a jump the fence. Yeah, part or too. maybe like
2: the girls are like, I'm over you. Like maybe some shit. Like maybe he ends up being a bad guy, and they're like, I, we don't want to be a part of this. Maybe it's just fucking. Yeah. Maybe implodes. maybe
1: too many of the girls aren't into him. <laughs> they're like, we don't know who you are, first of all, because we've never seen you. We didn't get to watch like your seasons at or a season with you at all. Because they started filming before he was ever on Michelle's season. He he is a runner. I bet. I I could see
2: that. I bet he like doesn't want to do like he doesn't. He wants to end the season. I'm
1: like six episodes in. He runs.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a mini series. There's, There's
1: four. It's like hometown dates and he's like, can't do it and just takes off because I haven't even like, I don't know, considering that his season is done filming I haven't seen anything floating around that's, like, any sort of tea or anything like that, which is interesting to me. Is season wrapped already? Yeah, I believe so. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Didn't they just start filming, like, last month? No, I, I guess think they started go- filming a little while ago. Bef- oh. They started filming before Michelle's season started. I know that. Still, they've already wrapped, though? Maybe I'm wrong, but i mean if peter's already talking to the
2: girls from his season it had
1: to have true unless he's talking to ones who have just gotten
2: night one or 6 he's got
1: all their numbers <laughs> he's sliding all the dms he's like i want to stay updated with oh all my the gossip God. Oh my <laughs> tell me <God>. everything <laughs> that's wild yeah oh pilot pete oh jeez um, do you want to take a, uh, a yeah, quick pause? Yeah, let's have a word from
2: our sponsors. And let's, then
1: let's, let's talk about some of the other dudes. Let's talk about some of the other men. Um, But first, broads, there truly is no place like home, especially around the holidays. And everyone knows the holidays are about one thing, and that's being cozy. Okay, we're talking good smelling candles, soft blankets, dim lighting, all the things that you must have to create the perfect cozy space. And if there's one place that you can go to find everything you need, well, that's Jenny Kane, of course.
2: Jenny Kane has always been our go-to for the most perfect, high-quality closet staples. But do not, I repeat, do not sleep on their home goods or furniture. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The selection is so gorgeous. Jenny Kane takes the same amount of care and attention that they've always used to craft their clothing. And they put it towards each piece in their home collection which means the quality is impeccable. The materials are top-notch, and their furniture pieces are made using solid oak and walnut. The pillows are woven with alpaca fur and cashmere. Every single piece is uh, perfect. She's
1: truly not exaggerating broads. I am personally obsessed with my cashmere throw from Jenny Kane. I mean, every single time I walk into my house, I put that throw on my body and it just makes life so much better, okay? Jenny Kane also has the most amazing tabletop pieces. And with all the entertaining coming up, they're the perfect addition to any dinner table. Um, I've already added a few pieces to my cart. And while I was shopping, I was sure to add in a few candles as hostess gifts because they smell amazing and are always a hit. Um, I know everyone can relate to wanting to have a few extra gifts around the house this time of year because you just never know when you might. Might need one and Jenny Kane is perfect for that.
2: Find your forever pieces at jennykane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code Chatty at checkout, and that's 15% off your first order at J E N N I K A Y N E.com, promo code
1: Chatty. So it's right about this time of year when my mealtime fatigue hits hard. By the time I get home, cooking sounds exhausting. I feel uninspired by everything at the grocery store. And to be honest, the shorter days and dreary fall weather have... Me really not wanting to leave my cozy spot on the couch. Thankfully, I now have HelloFresh to help me out. And oh my Lord, we are eating extra good in my house now. With
2: HelloFresh, cooking at home is easy, fun, and affordable again. You can skip trips to the grocery store and get fresh, pre-portioned, partially prepared seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door so you can spend more time enjoying your food and less time trying to figure out how to cook it. Each week, you'll have over 50 different menu and market items to choose from. Just to give you an idea, some of this week's items include chicken ramen, turkey gnocchi, and of course, you'll get to add delicious desserts like the Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough. Oh my God. It's so good. It's just
1: talking about that has <laughs> my mouth watering. I'm like, can we get some Ooh, right now? Evan. Yum. Make the Stat. cookie dough. <laughs> And after you've made your choices, HelloFresh delivers all your ingredients and recipes pre-portioned right to your door and makes the cooking and cleanup process a breeze. I have so much more time to enjoy dinner with the family. And because of the pre-portioned ingredients and the way that HelloFresh does it, I'm able to include Ember in it. And she loves that. It's just a fun family time tradition together. Um, It also lets us try new foods that we never would have tried before because either I didn't know how to make them or I was afraid I might waste ingredients. But with HelloFresh, we were able to try so many new types of dishes and cuisines.
2: Go to HelloFresh.com slash 14chatty and you can use code 14chatty for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 14chatty and use code 14chatty. Or up to 14 free meals and three free gifts
1: okay should we talk about brandon
2: yeah 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 here's what i want to talk about i want to talk about brandon i want to talk about martin and i want to talk about um rodney
1: yes let's talk about those this is the three
2: i want to talk about yeah
1: okay so
2: brandon i have a little crush on brandon i hear you like he was not someone that I really had on my radar. Well, we were kind of cringy. Hell, yeah, we
1: were we were cringing last week, even though we we were saying like we appreciated that he was able to roll with the punches when she was you know kind of giving him a hard time. Yeah, but we were like uh, the first episode. It was like this feels like it's cheesy and maybe kind of try hard. And yeah, big difference this week. Totally, I
2: think that's something I just like about him. Is he just feels. I don't know. As much as he might feel like kind of corny or whatever, he just does se- seem honest and like he's just like being himself.
1: Mm-hmm. To really
2: appreciate, and we really saw that coming out during the spoken word date,
1: which Becca and I both cried during when Brandon was doing his spoken word. Yes, we both were watching it, and then we turned and looked at each we're other, and our eyes were just full of tears. And I had just that was actually like all over. a beautiful poem. It was beautiful. And he went first, unless they edited it a different yeah. way. But it looked like he went first, which I'm sure would be really nerve-wracking. And, and he pulled her up on stage. Yes. And a date like that, to me, that's top-tier level nerve-wracking. Yeah! Like, oh and all God. the other she guys. Was,
2: she's the host. and I mean, like, she's the bachelorette, and she was so nervous.
1: Yeah, and all the guys are in there, too, observing it. You're not just performing something. You're writing something. They want it to be vulnerable and speaking from the heart. And it's a poem, that's nerve-wracking. And he went first and he went up there. He pulled her up there. And it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And then in their conversation afterwards, I just felt like I don't know. There was something about him. It feels very pure. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's maybe the only word that I totally. Could, could I mean, say. He,
2: he was talking from the heart, and he seems like he d- is expressing himself like from the heart. Yeah. In, in a way that's very honest. And, like, that showed in the spoken word. But, yeah, even when he was interacting with her, mm, I don't know. He just showed that he was, like, curious about her experience while also relating her at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, just had, like, a great dynamic with each other.
1: And then they started kissing. And she all of a sudden goes, uh, pulls back and is like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. Like, she has those butterflies big time. And then they dive into more like neck kisses and, and very playful and like very uh, playful, very.
2: I see like trust in their dynamic with yes. each other.
1: the way that they were interacting feels like they've known each other for a long time, mm. and they're very comfortable with each other. And he was giddy.
2: Oh my gosh, he was beaming. You can't fake that, you know. No. Like you can't on a TV show. You can't fake that. You're no, you're, you're that person is. Lighting you up,
1: and we saw Brandon the first episode where he was kind of doing this whole like, yeah, you know, I um, I'm here for her and I like her, and he kind of had a little of this thing where he was maybe trying to push this like kind of cool guy swag energy, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden this episode, it's like grinning ear to ear, and he's like, that was that was wild, like that was amazing, and I'm really into her, and I have butterflies, and da da da. You couldn't fake it. You couldn't fake it. He got that uh, group date, Rose, again?
2: Again. Again. And that's the thing. Last time we were also like, we were sort of like, oh, I don't even know if she cares about anyone on this date. She's kind of like throw away Rose to Brandon. But clearly he was a standout in this date and it was because there was really something between them.
1: She likes
2: him. Happening. She likes him. Nate was low on the uh, Rose handout list. Did you
1: notice that? At the On, end
2: of at the, at the, at the, at the, the group date, or
1: sorry, the, uh, uh, the row ceremony. Yeah. I did notice that. And part of me wondered is that a technique? Because maybe I would do that. If I. But she gave Joe the first rose. That's true. If I was the lead and I really liked a couple of the guys, I would absolutely mix up where the rose went because I'm like, I do not want you to get too confident in the situation. Great. I'm going to throw you the last rose
2: sometimes. <laughs> Granted, we didn't see her have any, we liked what we saw of Nate this episode, but we didn't see her really have any standout moments with him, correct?
1: There was the standout moment that night. They sat down together and they were like, they just have very intense chemistry and he was like. Um, I just I just wish we could run away together. And she was just very playful with him. And she's like, well, let me take oh, my yeah. shoes oh, off. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally forgot Quietly, about that. Quietly. And then they ran into the dark of the night and made out up against a bush. I think that's going to be the top three.
2: I think some shit's going to blow up about Joe. I do. I think, think do. something
1: has to happen because it feels so clear that those are the top ones that it just... I feel like they wouldn't be showing us as much if they...
2: I think some I shit's know. gonna blow up about Joe.
1: Because you know how, how it, I agree. And
2: I think she's gonna be devastated yeah. by it.
1: You know, though, like you always say, typically the person who is chosen as the final, the winner, <laughs> we don't see a lot of until the second half of the season. And we've seen
2: the track record with The Bachelor at First Impression, Rose.
1: Yes, we have. How many
2: people has that been now? Definitely Rachel, Lindsay. I think Becca.
1: No. No? Remember, you had at random, It was was it Chelsea? No, 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 Becca Kufrin. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry.
2: Becca gave Garrett her first impression rose.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Katie, granted Blake wasn't there.
1: Yeah. Who did Tayshia give her first impression rose to? um did she give it to brendan
2: oh maybe she did
1: i think maybe brendan
2: Mm. anyway
1: but but i don't know it might be they might be giving us the front runners too swiftly
2: she gave spencer remember that guy spencer Oh random. my god, she
1: gave her first impression rose this oh because he was kind of starting yeah, drama. No, but that was that was see, with Tasha, that's right. She, she came in and then she got like four random guys that showed up. What about Claire? Did Dale get the first impression rose? <laughs>
2: yes, I think I, so. Obviously.
1: <laughs> I would be shocked if it wasn't. But I, I mean she practically like, threw a bouquet at him and then a ring.
2: Yeah. Chris Harrison <laughs> threw the ring, she threw the bouquet. Correct. be fair. Correct. Correct. But yeah, the first there there's a long let's, let's just say there's a long track record of bachelorettes being like, that's my man, basically mm-hmm. my one. And and you're right, I think it might be a little low-key, and I think it could be Nate at the end of all that. Of yeah. I think we're calling that.
1: But it seems that? but it still seems pretty obvious to me that those three are the front runners. So that was that's what makes me curious. Like maybe it's not because they're making it pretty clear. I think
2: shit's gonna blow up in her face with Joe. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon will end up going home four or five.
1: Okay. That feels right to me. I feel like we're going to get to know a couple of the guys. I still think just from the previews that Rick lasts for a good amount of time.
2: I could see with Brandon there being a thing where she was like, man, we were really like cruising and now we're just kind of like burning out and our relationship isn't progressing like it is with the other guys. Do you
1: think Brandon might pull a move where he feels like he's not getting enough attention from her and starts to kind of pull back
2: no i think he's gonna be like going in for it and she's gonna be kind of like pulling back and just being like okay. i don't know i'm just not in the same place as i am with other guys anymore and it's gonna be confusing for him because they started out so strong
1: okay okay that makes sense that makes sense i don't know though i don't know
2: anyway so but then
1: there's martin I have a crush on Martin, too. I like him. There is a, I mean, I shouldn't say a couple. There is, there are numerous guys on this season. I know it started a little slow, but there are numerous guys on this season that I'm like, I really like that guy. And if I was in Michelle's shoes, I would be very excited to get to know that person. And I think Martin seems like a very lovely guy.
2: I mean, he hasn't been in the middle of any crazy shit. He's kind of stayed out of all that. Totally. And like. While he didn't do it like in the most confident way and he was a little nervous around her, he still did like take her aside, which I thought was a really sweet gesture mm-hmm. of like, how are you doing after last night? That was very kind of him and thoughtful. It was. And in their conversation too, I felt like he was really thoughtful. I don't know. It's he just, was.
1: I mean, and clearly she felt that way too yeah, she, because she, he, got ended the ride. Up, he ended up getting that uh, that rose. now. The rose and the ride. The rose and the ride um, or the rose and the music. <laughs> Did he not get to drive off in the car? No. No, Will got that. Will got the car. Yes. And he got the... Will got the car in the jacket. But that's because he won the feats of strength. Which, (laughs) by the way, that Top Gun date was rigorous. Like, they made them (laughs) do push-ups, squats, full, like, training from the top. Spun them around. Spun them around and then made them fight each other. Like, that was an exhausting date. Terrifyingly exhausting. Um, But... Now, last week, Martin, I made a comment about Martin because he did that whole moment with her where he was like spinning her like a tango moment and then pulled her in. And it was a really awkward kind of forced kiss. And I was like, ah, I don't (laughs) like it. Didn't like it at all. Now, this this one or um, during their little one on one moment um, on this episode, he held back. Let the conversation and energy build and then she leaned forward and she met her and it was very nice. And then it was and then we were like, oh, he looks like he's a good kisser, too. Yeah. But that I don't know what happened last week, but clearly he was nervous because he like you said, he seemed nervous during the Top Gun moment where he pulled her away and he was a little bit, you know, but I loved his glasses yeah, I mean he always he had a little look going on. He had a look. And this the shirt was it was bright. He always has his hair.
2: Maybe who that's what that's who Jamie was talking about. He was saying
1: uh Oh, the spring break spring vibes. Break, yeah. I liked the look. <laughs> I did too. It, was, it was bold. It was a choice. And I like it. I mean, I like spring break. So do I. So I think a lot of people I don't like find spring that as an break. insult. No, I accept that. That's a compliment. But I love when a guy has glasses on and he takes them off to kiss. So it was mm-hmm. so cute when he took the glasses off. Let me take off my just... fake
2: glasses real quick. <laughs> my blue light glasses.
1: That's the one thing I do wonder about Martin. I'm like, are those fake glasses? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a style it's choice. Look, look at the
2: man's hair and his piercings and his shirts. You know, it's, it's like a this style is... choice. Yes, it's a style absolutely. choice. He probably has contacts it. on and frames so he can remove them
1: martin i see you i do i make similar moves as do i nothing better I than being glasses. absolutely a mess and putting on a pair of Makes fake glasses chic. and it's like oh my god wow what is she trying to do because right, exactly
2: because it's like then everything else suddenly becomes a little more intentional right
1: mm-hmm, exactly yeah exactly all right.
2: So them, and then Rodney's one on one. That's what we haven't really yes, talked about. Let's talk
1: about Rodney.
2: I like Rodney. Rodney's, I feel like I'm someone's mom. You know, I know my mom would be like, I like Rodney. I think you should give him a chance. 1000%. And you were having that energy while we were watching it, too. <laughs> yeah, I was. Like, she needs to give him a chance. They could really be happy together. Came out of the friend zone. I was that's what I was saying. She when when
1: when they were all talking about him gonna gonna probably uh him getting friend zoned and then she brought up the friend zone thing later. I was like, listen, friendship is important, and I think you should give Rodney a chance because I think he would make someone very, very happy for the rest of their life. He seems so like fun too. He's so fun. He's so playful. It just seems like life would be light with him.
2: What do you think about their truth and dare, truth or dare date?
1: I thought it was absolute bullshit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were saying while we were watching, we're like, who, what producer has like a food fetish that they're really...
1: A food fetish, a blindfold. What I would like to know is how dare you call it truth or dare and then blindfold someone and feed them delicious food. Like... Aren't you supposed to blindfold someone and put like weird objects in their mouth?
2: Aren't you supposed to like give them the choice between answering the truth and or being blindfolded and eating random things?
1: First of all, that
2: isn't that how truth or dare works. I think the
1: primary premise of the game has is just not pulling through for this. (laughs) Um, Also, it's again you're feeding each other French fries, hamburgers, pizza, buffalo wings. All sounds pretty delicious to me. And then they move on to the next part of their truth or dare game where they hand, are handcuffed to each other and open boxes of balloons and balls that you find at like a, a play palace. Who's doing this? Who's making this up? They need to be fired now. I don't, under, I don't understand what was happening. The only moment that was kind of truth or darey was when he had to strip down. Yeah. And she had to yell through the megaphone. They didn't do a single truth. They Their like truth moment was when they got in bed and then they had to open up to each other. Oh, okay. But they didn't even have any prompt. It wasn't like, oh, we're getting in bed and they're giving us questions to ask each other. It was like, Hey, guys, feed each other good food, then open boxes of balloons, do a little naked jog, and then hop into bed and try to figure out what to talk about. Someone's fetish, for sure. (laughs) Someone was watching that. They're like, so now you guys are going (laughs) to rub
2: your bare butts on these balloons.
1: And they're like, and another producer
2: producer steps in and is like, okay, no. (laughs) Hey, guys, you don't have to do that. You don't. And the other producer's like, well, that's what these all are for. <laughs> We've been blowing these up <laughs> all afternoon for this. <laughs> Michelle, rub your feet and get a little friction going on this a ball. This, these ball pit balls. And the other producer's like, guys, no, stop. Stop. Just go.
1: They're li- <laughs> last minute having to just come up with some <laughs> whack idea. Like, just put Put the balloons that you blew up into a box and like have them open it up. You know you are 1000% right because you know that's the reason that they had handcuffs during that part of the day. So we're gonna handcuff you guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're gonna handcuff you guys to this pole. You're gonna shimmy down it <laughs> you're gonna sh- you're gonna shimmy down it and then what you guys are gonna do is you're gonna take turns popping the balloons with your butts while you sit on it with yourselves handcuffed. <laughs>
1: Ooh, static electricity.
2: <laughs> and you're gonna, the sparks are going to fly. Get it?
1: There's no way that that date was not exactly what you say it is. Because the combination of what was happening, the blindfold in the kitchen, there wasn't originally delicious food there. 100% they had set up like weird objects like, put this sponge in your mouth. <laughs> They're like, what? And then the producer comes in and is just like, uh, can we just... No, uh, no. What what did the guys order from upstairs? Buffalo wings? Yeah, Hamburger? French fries? Just put it out and they can just pretend to... to, to Just feed it to each other. And the blindfold. Use the blindfold. Use the blindfold. (laughs)
2: Meanwhile, the creative director, you know, whatever their name is, is like standing there with all these props in their hand, just like, what? (laughs) They're
1: just like holding like the feathers latex she's like (laughs) and you know that third final one gimp masks just like
2: (laughs) throws on the gimp mask grabs the balloons it's just like ugh, quits walks off does a walk off to the guy gets a does a strike
1: and that's why then the third the third part of the truth or dare was so random there's like yes. a random it's the rose the pedestal that holds the roses and there's a pillow on it and a tiny megaphone <laughs> and they're just like uh tell one of them to get naked
2: <laughs> everyone pull whatever you have out of your bags right now <laughs> get room service on it quickly pillow tiny microphone okay get that on, get there you go
1: and we're done. Poof. <laughs> There's no way that wasn't what, the, what happened. Because it was the weirdest truth or dare I've ever seen. And it wasn't truth or dare.
2: <sighs> it wasn't truth or dare. And there was major friend vibe moments. But then in the evening portion <sighs> yes. of the date, they got real vulnerable and had just like a beautiful conversation with each other. And that's where Justice just was in full mom mode being like, they could be life partners. She could be throwing it all away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that at the end of it, they were kissing and she said that, like, he's merging out of friend zone. But I felt nervous that, like, I feel like once that once uh, that phrase is thrown out, it's hard to, to take that back mentally.
2: He's going to get sent home, like, 45 minutes into his second one-on-one.
1: I think you might be right. Two. And it'll be a devastator. It will be. And that's, like, I'm like, <sighs> this. this could be an amazing life partnership. Like, even if you maybe don't feel the same chemistry... Right away, like you might with, you know, Nate or Brandon or Joe, Rodney would just be a wonderful forever partner, truly. And that night portion of their date was vulnerable. Super. Powerful conversation. Super. Important conversation. And. I felt like they really built a lot of trust with each other, right? They really did. Because
2: she was just like in the past, I've been really disregarded by partners who have basically not taken my experience with racism seriously. Yeah, he's like, I've had the same experience. And she sort of I felt like it was good for her to be able to have that conversation with him. And then also in that moment, clarify sort of her intentions for the rest of the season, you know, and like yes. kind of remind herself of like, I want someone who is going to validate me and my experiences yes. and is going to like understand not to say that they have to have had the same experiences but like i need it's a deal breaker for me if someone can't validate yes. me and then that she was, cool. was
1: it was amazing and then she was talking about the fact that she was like i am justified i know now i am justified in my feelings and then he basically like reciprocated that to her and said you absolutely are and was there for her and then she followed up with him and said like i know that you like Feel like the underdog and you feel like you're not the best looking guy here or whatever. And I just want you to know, like, you're handsome and I don't think you're the underdog. And then he had a tear streaming down his face and it was my heart was just <laughs> pulsating with love. And I'm just very nervous.
2: We also have to give a shout out for Leroy, too, because that's another one that we just want to wrap up in a blanket like our baby angel and just give hug us, Give us more
1: Leroy. We know she likes Leroy. She's kept him around this long. He's so cute. He is so cute. Just a cute, cute little smile in his glasses. And when she walks in the room, Broads, please just, like, take note next episode. the Every time that Michelle walks in the room, he has the biggest smile. He is glowing to see her. So Even when there was the moment during the confrontation where everyone was serious, she's walking down in <laughs> that in that unbelievable dress. That was unbelievable dress looking absolutely stunning. stunning but all the guys are serious and then you just see Leroy beaming because he is in the presence of Michelle and he is excited to be here yes and he's wonderful and then we saw moments with him too during the um during the spoken word date where he was talking about like what it means to him to be writing down this poem and performing it. And it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're obsessed with. Give us more Leroy, especially now that Malik's gone. I'm so sad. I know. didn't get to know him. Yeah,
2: we didn't see much of him, but I liked his, the little moments where we saw his integrity too.
1: Yes. There's some really him. good guys that we are not actually seeing. are. So, you know,
2: I, I gotta say, first week, I was kind of like, what a batch of duds. <laughs> week three? I really do like a number of these guys.
1: I think maybe it might have felt that way because maybe we don't have a lot of dramatic men. Maybe we have a lot of men who are here for the right reasons. Look, Peter and Jane are gone.
2: But Chris is still here.
1: That's true. Chris remains. He's in the wings. And also, he's been waiting for his moment. He's like, How have you not noticed the Ken doll and given me the credit I deserve? Why haven't you called me Superman yet? And he's upset. Clark Kent? Clark Kent. But Will's there too. And Maybe Will has learned and grown after his conversations with Nate and maybe having Peter gone will, but there's a chance that there could be some drama still with Will because I mean, we saw that in the Peter moments, yeah, for sure, yeah, so not a hundred percent sure, not a hundred percent sure. But in general, I think that maybe we got that energy from the first episode or two because there maybe there's just not a ton of what we like to call characters there. Mm-hmm maybe a group of like really wonderful, mature guys. Here's, here's
2: my, here's my Chris G spoken word impression. Oh God. Characters, no characters. Yet we still have character sitting here among us. We've got men, real men, not characters like in a storybook, like in a TV show, like in the Bachelorette. We've got, what are the guys' names that we like? Malik, Leroy. Those don't rhyme with much stuff. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) No characters. We've got Nate. Help me, Nate, on a one-on-one date, being bringing love, love to the rose, love to the the most high God.
1: (laughs) I'm traumatized. (laughs) I refuse to do, Chris, because it really ruined my vibe on that date, because that date was so fantastic. (laughs) It was so wonderful, and everyone's poetry was so beautiful. And then Michelle came up and did her poem that you and I started again sobbing through. Okay, who would you have to want to have to And then be? Chris came up and I was just like <laughs> who would you, Oh my god, stop. <laughs> who would you, who would you
2: rather have to watch for an hour show though, Jamie or Chris G?
1: 1000% Jamie. It's fair. Because though it wasn't a poem, it seemed like a story that would at <laughs> least rock me to sleep. <laughs> it's something about a girl getting lost and then finding her guardian angel and maybe in some way I could be like Am I that girl?
2: Meanwhile, Chris G is like, angels, angels fly.
1: Stop. Stop. Make it stop. It's too much for me. (laughs) And you, you. That was where we really saw, you know, how it said that Chris is a motivational speaker, (sighs) that he was having his moment and it was intense and it was too much.
2: And you are worth it and you are the choice. (laughs) You know, or whatever. I mean, they just, it gets too, it's all too much.
1: I have, I know that we threw around this potential comparison in the cast bio episode, but how much money do you want to bet that Connor the cat and Chris are going to connect after this?
2: Oh, they are going to connect and build, my friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're already creating a a (laughs) multimedia experience together. An immersive audio. An immersive. Connor is going to come out. They're probably just going to do. They're probably just going to tour together. Yeah, they'll 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 tour together, and it'll be it'll be a a stage, just no light, and all of a sudden, spot like, and Chris, and we're like, (gasps) and Chris is standing there shouting spoken word poetry at me, and then the stage revolves. And then Connor's there and on a just piano. three of hell.
2: He's like, "Cat, I'm a cat,
1: I'm a kitty cat." Ding, 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 ding. The stage revolves. <laughs> the spotlight from Chris to Connor the cat, and he's just banging on the on the a white piano. He's like, "Betty and the Jazz." No, don't mind. Don't. don't no. He's like,
2: "If you want to destroy my sweater." piano. Pull this thread as I walk away, and this turns, and it's Christian. He's like, "Walk away! Don't walk away from your potential, the potential to be, to be, to be more." Then and then it like, and and we're in the audience just crying, like, "Make it stop, please, please, someone! I want my money back. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Can someone tell me what I did wrong?" Ah! We're scratching at the doors. Let us out! Let us out! This is Squid Game.
0: That's
1: gonna be The next challenge For the group date Is gonna be Squid Game The Chris and Connor the cat version Oh my god Who can survive the immersive (laughs) Multimedia experience Oh my god Oh nightmare. (laughs) I already know I'm going to have a nightmare about this. I'm not feeling good about it. (laughs) Connor
2: or Christy are going to be your sleep paralysis
1: demon tonight. (laughs) And then you know outside of the concert venue that they're holding this at, Peter is flipping pizzas. He's selling them by the (laughs) slice. Paints! (laughs) Oh my god. I'm just like I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I don't want to talk about the bachelor. His eyes are
2: all blazed. Pizza, get your pizza. Wearing the dripping
1: wet jacket, just a nightmare. I mean, honestly, Universal uh, Horror Nights has nothing. Oh boy, that I'm feeling truly traumatized. That would be kind
2: of amazing, like an immersive horror bachelor night. Made by us. Curated by us.
1: I'm going to have to make some calls tonight because I feel like the juices are flowing and I feel like that is a tremendous idea. Lauren
2: Zima's the host. She's just in a ball gown. She's just just like,
1: She's just like, Welcome to the show! (laughs) She just dumps a bottle of rosé on her head. (laughs) It's painted sparrows. It's just every, it's just every Bachelor, like, Alexis in like the dolphin shark costume is just like walking around. I'll take your tickets. <laughs> popcorn, get your popcorn. <laughs> She's got the tray. He's like, Am I a shark? Oh. Am I a dolphin? Everyone's eyes are bloodshot.
2: <laughs> oh my God. No, the popcorn, get your popcorn. And it's like Peter Weber's
1: parrots, like, so sweet nums. No, sweet Nubs has to be the fortune teller.
2: Yes, 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 yes.
1: She is like, she's just like, I see. My boy! <laughs> my sweet baby boy! How dare you hurt my sweet baby she's boy! She's trying to claw
2: your eyes out from across the table, trying to jump over the ball. She's like, What? My boy! <laughs> <laughs> this is gold this is gold i i see it all so vividly in can, my head we can
1: make it happen so easily really all we need is a venue and of course the uh, willing participants of all these people from the past nick vile's just sitting in the audience with like a <coughs>
2: program just like smiling just looking around just acting like everything's perfectly
0: normal oh no
1: that's incredible we have a few placed people who aren't really doing anything at nick nick's good, has his leg crossed and he's just like scrolling through his phone <laughs> doing an instagram story
2: hmm. <laughs> As people he's are just... screaming and client at the door he's just kind of like <laughs> no, he's, he's <laughs> sitting, <laughs> sitting he's sitting in the audience and he's just like no you walk into the bathroom and he's just taking a shirtless selfie in the mirror just like acting like no one's there around him <laughs> <laughs> who could be sitting with, oh man this
1: is just too good who's <gasps> sitting in Ooh. the audience <laughs> Tyler Cameron and, and Matt James are definitely juggling together. They're just, like, on stage. And they definitely, no, there has to be a Dancing with the Stars. No. Oh, my God. You walk into another room, and it's a ballroom, like, in the Haunted Mansion, and everything's, like, na, na, na. And it's all the Bachelor contestants who have done Dancing with the Stars. So it's, like, Bristow spinning and Hannah for Brown spinning and Nick Vile. faster and
2: faster and faster.
1: No, just in the no, in the
2: audience. It's just like Rachel and Matt and they're just holding hands but they're like heads on each other's shoulders just like enjoying the show.
1: Definitely at one mo- moment you walk into no,
2: yeah, <laughs> in the ballroom Hannah Brown is definitely just like spinning faster and faster and faster and faster. She and Caitlin are just spinning actually with their <laughs> with their uh trophies faster and faster and faster and faster.
1: You walk into like an immersive like this giant Re- you don't realize what it is, and it looks like a, like a maze, and it's actually a giant rose, and you're walking through the petals, and then when you get to the center, Neil Lane's like, "Hello," <laughs> you're like,
2: "You're like what?" It's like a, it's like in like Doctor Parnassus. you're like, "Hello, is anyone here?" It's all echoey and you're like you are in the center of the rose, and then like out from a rose is like Neil Lane. Neil Lane's like folded up in a rose, and he's like this, he's like. <laughs> I was he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's,
0: he's,
2: like he's, he's like the troll. Everyone. He's like, pick a ring, any ring, pick one. And he's like, and he's doing like little magic tricks. And he's like, pick one, and they're like disappearing and like reappearing in the other hand. It's pick like ring, the It's like the birth of Neil. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like sitting in the middle of the rose. He has like rose petals just all around his crotch. He's just like pick a ring, any ring. Pose one from behind your ear. Would you like this one? <laughs> mm. Marquee cut. Emerald cut. Princess <laughs> cut. Princess cut. Oh, for you. <laughs> oh, you're such a pretty girl. <laughs> no, then you just go in and then you go into the room and then there's like a coffin. And then that's when <laughs> that you're like, you think you're at the end and you're like, this was this coffin. And then it's like. And, on the, and then on the organ again, it's Connor. And then. It's Chris Harrison up from the coffin. He's like, you think you could get rid of me? Uh, yeah, and and Lauren Zima's there. She's like, for our final trick of the evening. We will have a resurrection. resurrection. <laughs> She's sawing him in half. She's like just in a sexy, sparkly red rose bikini. Oh, my
1: God. I am... I am inspired. I am tickled. Are we event planners?
2: (laughs) Are we event planners now?
1: I think that this goes beyond event planning. I feel like this is is a national holiday.
2: (laughs) Bachelor Horror
1: Nights. It would be fantastic. I feel like it would go great. I think it would go really well here in Los Angeles. We love a pop up here. <laughs> we love a pop up immersive experience. All the influencers love a pop up. <laughs> Just don't let them know that it's the horror version. You know how we do it: is people buy tickets to Bachelor Live and they think they're exiting. Yeah, we, a and we fake... have to fake them walking. <laughs> Come this way. way oh no we have to have a contestant be in the audience at bachelor live and all of a sudden everybody spots him and he kind of like runs away like scuttle, and they're like where is he going and then he runs in to the bachelor (laughs) horn
2: it's definitely ben and they're like oh my god ben it's ben he's back he's like and he's like acting on normal you know because he's like hey guys i
1: oh oh." (laughs) gotta scuttle away and so then everyone follows him to get a photo And then it's just like... And Ben's like, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I just felt a chill go down my spine. I'm so sorry.
2: He's like, I'm so sorry, I had to do it.
1: Hello?
2: Hello? Let the show begin. On the most dramatic night of The Bachelor ever. (sighs) so scary
1: (laughs) okay now I'm really gonna have nightmares (laughs) I'm so I can't even describe how vividly
2: I was seeing this oh no I'm seeing
1: colors everything's spinning (laughs) I'm just like oh my god I'm in it right now I am part of it and all the night one people are like and the rafters like in Phantom
2: of the Opera and they're like changing the sets you know and the the, the strings lifting people up you know hoisting them on the ropes and doing the lights yes you're like I think I recognize that but you can't quite recognize them you're just like
1: why does that person look so familiar Yeah, they're
2: they're all the tech crew Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: oh god They're just like, we're under contract.
1: Sorry, doesn't expire for seven more months. (laughs) We'll be here. Bye. (laughs) Have a nice trip. (laughs) Well, anywho. (laughs) Got a little carried away with that one. That one, um, we might have spun a little out of control but don't blame us blame the show (laughs) it's not our fault Uh. this is the 17th season in a row with no breaks (laughs) and we have two more coming january 3rd the start of clayton's season
2: (laughs) the prophecy the chosen child clayton Maybe he will bring this franchise back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, just, I just pictured from Men in Black when the face opens and there's the little alien inside. <laughs>
2: I was picturing like Emperor Palpatine, but it's like Chris Harrison. You know, his face is like all nuts and he's like... Bring the child. It kind of sounds more like Yoda or something, but you catch my drift.
1: (laughs) Well, broads, um, so to wrap this up, we unfortunately, the people who you will be seeing changing the uh, the scenes <laughs> of our upcoming production hoisting the ropes for the set well, our upcoming production don't blame me no affiliation <laughs> no affiliation to the horror the bachelor horror nights <gasps> um unfortunately we lose malik mm. and we lose spencer who seemed lovely we also lose peter by and r-i-p-l-t and RIP LT, I am, when I say I am truly devastated, I have no real words to explain that expectations that I had going in for LT were so high. I will continue to consume his TikTok comment in TikTok content in horror, truly. Um,
2: <laughs> he was just too weird for this world, you know?
1: he It seemed like he couldn't even really world. engage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, broads, um, Needless to say, uh, that episode was a little all over the place. And I say, blame the late night recording. I like it. <laughs> I like it, too. I like it how it is. <sighs> <laughs> um, <sighs> but we will be back next week. with a, We have a fun episode on Tuesday that will be out. And uh, yes, chat soon broads that's true. <laughs> <laughs>